0: Before we get started, I want to try something with you all. My goal is to get to 500 reviews on the Apple Podcast app by the end of the month for Founders Journal. I believe right now we're around 350. So this is a really ambitious goal, but we also have an incredible community, so I know we can do it, and this is how it's going to work. Now, or after the show, head to the Apple Podcast app and give Founders Journal a review. If we get to 500 reviews by the end of the month, I am going to host a Zoom happy hour for all of my listeners as a way for Founders Journal listeners to connect with one another, as well as to connect with me and ask me any questions you have about the show or just my career in general. So with that, let's get on to the show. What's up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co founder and executive chairman of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team or a new product. Today, I'm talking about opinions. Everyone has them, they can be really useful, or really hurtful. And I want to help you think through the best way to make opinions work for you in your career. Let's get into it. So I was scrolling through Twitter over the weekend, and I noticed two very well-known investors getting extremely heated about the topic of Bitcoin. And Bitcoin is obviously a very polarizing topic as is. But it was really fascinating to see two people who I consider both to be extremely intelligent and extremely opinionated be on completely different sides of the spectrum as it relates to the validity of Bitcoin as an asset and if it has long term value or not. And this episode isn't about Bitcoin. It is more about understanding the opinions that these two people had. As I read through their exchange on Twitter, what struck me was this question, whose opinion do I trust more and whose point of view can I rely on moving forward? as I decide whether or not I want to invest in Bitcoin. Do I trust an investor who's in their mid-30s, who's probably spent the last five to seven years deep in the world of crypto or cryptocurrencies, or do I trust the investor who's probably been in investing for probably 20 years, but hasn't spent all that much time in crypto and has been more of a general investor? And as I thought about it, what I realized was as I was trying to answer this very specific question about who to trust more in terms of the opinion around Bitcoin, it made me realize that actually this was just the wedge into a way more universal question that impacts us all in our careers and in life. And that question is, how do I deal with the opinions of others? No matter what career you're in, you are constantly making decisions that are influenced by others' opinions. Opinions from your boss, your coworkers, your shareholders, your family, your friends. Everyone has opinions. They're really important. They can be really helpful, but they can also be really hurtful. And as I think about it, everyone has opinions, everyone shares opinions. You receive opinions from a ton of people that share it. And the way that opinions vary in terms of career is how much you're forced to listen to them the way i think about it is typically junior employees are forced to listen to opinions more than senior employees just because they're lower on the totem pole and traditionally speaking if a boss tells them how things should be done they're going to do it that way and then the second distinction is typically people who work for others need to listen to opinions more than say people who work for themselves and have their own businesses. And just like it's important to have a playbook for making informed decisions, which we've talked about in past Founders Journal episodes, I think it's just as important to think about how do you navigate the opinions that are constantly thrown your way in work? And so this is how I go about it. The first step is I listen to everyone's opinion. I don't filter opinions in terms of at the point of them being shared. I make my funnel as wide as possible to let as much information in. Some people don't share this point of view, but this is why I do it this way. First, I'm a huge believer in building a culture of psychological safety. And one of the ways you do that is by simply showing people that you are great at listening. If your team has confidence that you'll always show up for them to provide a set of ears and actively listen to what they have to say, not only will they feel comfortable, but they'll also pay your behavior forward to other people in the company. It's the best way to lead by example and build a culture of listening and psychological safety. The other reason that I listen to everyone's opinion is because I don't think we as people are good enough at predicting where interesting insights or good ideas will come from. So even if someone who you don't consider to be smart or isn't a subject matter expert in the area that you're looking for an opinion, and even if you don't end up using their opinion, there may always be valuable nuggets of information that can inform your perspective, or the final opinion you have. In fact, I think sometimes the best way to do something new and different in whatever work you do is to be an outsider yourself, someone who isn't an expert in the industry. And say you've been in in the industry for a while, so you're not going to be that newbie. Finding someone who is smart, but an outsider to share their point of view can be amazing for getting great nuggets of information that aren't tarnished by years of just learned behaviors and kind of group mentality. So first, what I do is I create this funnel. I listen to the views of anyone that shares them to build up this top of funnel that will then help inform the final view that I form or the decision that I make. The second step of how I deal with opinions is probably the most important one, and it's definitely the hardest one, and that is sifting through this top of funnel, right? So you literally visualize a funnel that starts wide and gets narrower, we've let in all of this information from others. So, you know, even just use the example of Bitcoin. So let's say I solicited from 20 different people their opinions on will Bitcoin be a store of value or a digital currency in the next 10 years? 20 people ranging in seniority, levels of expertise, et cetera, they're gonna give their points of view. So I'm gonna have a ton of information to work with. Now, what I have to do is sift through it and it's really hard. And over time, I've come to realize that really smart people that you talk to, even if their opinion is different from yours, it isn't necessarily wrong, it's just different. And that's a really important distinction Because it means that most opinions that you get from people aren't right or wrong. And so you shouldn't force yourself to think someone is wrong. They're just different with a different set of goals and a different set of trade-offs. But what that also means is it can be difficult to figure out how much you should allow the opinions of others to influence your own opinion. And so the way that I think about how to sift through people's opinions is to get a sense of their believability. The way that I've kind of had this idea of believability shaped in my mind comes from Bridgewater Associates, which was founded by Ray Dalio. It's the largest hedge fund in the world. I'll probably do another episode on Bridgewater just specifically because they have an insane process for figuring out the believability of their employees at their company. It truly is insane. But the long short of it is that if you get 20 opinions from people, you shouldn't treat those 20 opinions equally, even if all 20 people Are really smart it sounds obvious but then the question is how do you determine how to treat opinions differently how do you treat all 20 points of view that you've gotten from smart people with nuance and i think it comes down to a few things the first is the quality of the person's opinion based on their previous opinions The second is the relevance of their opinion based on their previous opinions and the context they work in. And the third is the recency of their opinions that are in similar context, and I'll break down each one. So the first quality of opinion is simple. If you've worked with someone for a long time, you have the benefit of history and visibility into the correctness of their points of view and opinions over time. This is such an amazing advantage because it allows you to understand to what extent can you trust someone else's opinion rather than just trust them because you think they're smart. So said differently, say at work, we are hiring a new fairly senior person. As I go to maybe other people on the senior leadership team at Morning Brew to understand what are their thoughts on this person worth thinking about hiring. I shouldn't think about all of these people on our senior leadership team's points of view as equal opinions. Not because not all these people are smart, but now that I have context with all these people, I can look at and say, oh, okay, person one has had a really good track record of picking great employees in the past who have been good over the long term, whereas person three on the senior leadership team has done less well in the world of hiring decisions and people working out. That's what I mean by focusing on the quality of someone's opinion based on their previous opinions. The second is relevancy of opinions. So what that means is just because someone has shared opinions that have proven to be correct over time, it doesn't mean that their opinions are relevant to the context you're currently operating within. Said differently, my buddy Nick is one of the best marketing thinkers in the world, and I would assign a ton of believability to any opinion that he shares roughly around marketing. Anything within the world of marketing, I am going to trust him that's within his circle of competence. But if I'm trying to make a decision or form a point of view around, let's say the future of education, Nick's believability goes down. It's not because he's not smart, but it's because he'd now be sharing an opinion outside of his circle of competence. So that's the second, relevancy of opinion. Someone doesn't just have to be smart. They also have to be sharing an opinion within their circle of competence. The third and final criteria I use to assess someone's believability of their opinion is not just is it in their domain of expertise, not just have they proven to have quality opinions in the past, but also have their opinions been recent. And how I think about this is just like someone can be rusty in a sport, I believe opinions can be rusty if not formed frequently and if not updated for today's context. The world is constantly changing, which means the way that we look at the world has to change constantly as well. Take the example of Nick again. If, say, hypothetically, Nick took a sabbatical for three years, came back from that sabbatical, even though he was a marketing expert before, his believability would have gone down a little bit over those three years if when he returned, I asked him a question about marketing, not because he's not really smart, not because he didn't have high believability around marketing before, but because the world has changed over the last three years and it will take him time and it will take him several iterations of forming new opinions to readjust to the context of the world today. And so by focusing on these three criteria, you're gonna be able to gather what opinions are most believable, and what opinions are not. And then you'll be able to have an honest conversation with yourself about how should the most believable outside opinions work together with your current opinion and view of the world to inform the final point of view or decision that you're gonna make. And that's my approach to soliciting others' opinions. I think it's really important because just like we make a ton of decisions in life, we also are bombarded with people's opinions all day long. It can be a great thing, but it can also be an overwhelming thing. And to apply a process to turn it from overwhelming to productive is super important. As always, thanks for listening to Founders Journal. And if you have any questions or ideas for the show, or you just want to say what's up and introduce yourself, shoot me a note at morningbrew.com. I freaking love connecting with this community. So don't ever hesitate to reach out. Thanks again. And I'll catch you next episode.